Hello and welcome to the Hustle and Bustle podcast. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Yugambeh people, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. My name's Nicole Bennett, and I'm an urban and regional planner and I'm the host of this podcast. Each episode I bring you conversations with city shapers and urban thinkers, leaders in the field of urban planning and city building. I'm located here on the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia. We're one of the host cities for the Brisbane 2032 Olympics and Paralympics. The next 10 years is being described as the golden decade for our city and our region. The conversations on this podcast help us understand the opportunities and challenges ahead. So let's take a minute from our busy hustle and bustle day and let's have a great conversation. Welcome to episode 24 for season two, the final episode for this year. I thought in this episode I could bring you a bit of a recap for the year that was, the 2022, uh, and what that meant for planning in Queensland. I think it's going to be a pretty short and sharp episode. I'm going to try and keep it uh, fairly tight. But I thought I might first reflect on the podcast. Um, As this season, as I mentioned, has seen 24 episodes in total. All but two have been episodes with uh, interviews where I've had a guest uh, and, and asked them a range of questions. So my other solo episode was my recap of the Planning Institute of Australia National Congress back in May. So the 22 interviews have included a diverse range of people, um, planners, economists, uh, you name it. We've had a, a great mix from we started with our young planner of the year, Nick Camels, um, back in episode one in February. And we ended uh, the year with an episode where I interviewed the immediate past state planner, uh, Kerry Doss. Just looking at some of the statistics um, of the podcast over the last 12 months, uh, some of your favourites have been the July interview with Michael Papagiorgio. Also in February when I spoke with Sharon Harwood about designing with country. You also enjoyed Matt Collins' interview about politics and planning. And finally, I had some great feedback about Professor Barbara Norman's interview about the planning renaissance. Um And in addition to those four um, favourites of yours, a couple of my personal favourites are the interview I did with Dr. Stefan Heikovic about the seven mega trends that will shape the next 20 years. That's a great episode. Uh, I also really love chatting with uh, Rachel Gallagher about her research about zoning and whether it's actually serving us well or not. And also, I I really enjoyed my chat with Brittany Lauger, who's a planner turned state member for Keppel, and just her reflections about going from planner to politician. So that's all I'm going to dwell on with the podcast. I wanted to now shift into my recap of what the top five topics which dominated the Queensland planning agenda for the year. Um, And I think I need to start with climate change. So the year started off with significant flood events um, throughout southeast Queensland um, over a couple of months, destroying homes, businesses and uprooting communities. Australia endured its third consecutive year of La Nina. Um, And even our Keeble lecture this year from the Planning Institute was with uh, Dr. Margaret Cook, who also joined me for a great episode earlier in the year speaking about history and flooding in Brisbane particularly. An interesting quote from Margaret was that 
the, the res- word resilience and how she describes it as a funny word that might be used to describe bouncing back or staying and fighting. Whereas another way that Margaret wants us to think about resilience is the ability to adapt and change our behaviors, learn from the past and don't rebuild where we've learned that it's not a great place to put people to live. Um, also under climate change was COP27 in Egypt, where we, in my opinion, saw very little progress, uh, particularly for a, from a planning perspective in advancing our global policy response to climate change. Um, and also with climate change comes the biodiversity crisis. And I think this year we've seen more about this and how we must strive for nature-based solutions in all that we do and how combating climate change is far more than just counting carbon, but it's really about embedding the blue and green back into our urban environments. So that's topic one, climate change. Topic two, I think, is designing with country. And I think this is becoming a bit more mainstream, which I think is great. There are now projects and programs in planning which are requiring this targeting engagement with our Indigenous custodians of the land. Um, It's seeking their involvement from the beginning. And it's also uh, requiring and and, um, permitting partnerships which are being forged with um, consultants who are uh, kind of specialised in engaging with our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities to ensure that they have the appropriate rights and are being engaged and included throughout our planning projects. So I think designing with country has really been a theme and a topic which I'm starting to see more and more throughout my work and also what I'm hearing from others. Um, The third topic is the housing crisis. So we saw a deepening of issues surrounding housing, um, housing supply, housing demand, and it's really affecting the broad spectrum of our communities across Queensland. I think it's been exacerbated by these macroeconomic conditions. Uh, We've had eight straight interest rate hikes. We've had labour supply shortages, material um, supply shortages from COVID disrupted supply chains. We've had an increased cost of living um, with food, energy, transport costs all increasing. This has all exacerbated the housing crisis. And we've seen the state government hold a housing summit here in Queensland to bring together the many stakeholders of housing to look for solutions. Um, And many of those solutions have a focus on planning and how planning can help facilitate more diversity of housing now and into the future. And I really think it's important as we look ahead to 2023 that we all focus on how we can deliver more quality housing of different densities in more efficient ways. Um, That's enough on housing. I'm going to jump to the fourth topic for me, which was around the census data and just starting to unpack this this evidence base that was uh, delivered through 2021. Um, And, you know, that census data from 2021 was released this year. For data nerds in the industry, in the planning industry, I'm sure it was all their Christmases coming early. And it's interesting, some of the conversations I've been involved with um, surrounding the use of that census data have been quite interesting because some people are really questioning the validity of the data, given we were amongst lockdowns and we were certainly impacted by COVID-19 when that um, census was taken in August of 2021. 
Um, my personal view is that there are really great opportunities coming from some of the trends that we've observed in that data set. Um, things like working from home, where if we do nothing, we may revert back to office-based working. But I think there are some real opportunities in embracing a more flexible approach to work where we can see benefits um, from you know, improvements in our residential neighborhoods with more demand for local services. We can put less demand on transport um, infrastructure, particularly our roads, meaning we don't need to build as much there. And then I also think uh, flexible work creates benefits for mental and physical health of our workforce. So I'm really interested to see how we use that data set in uh, from the census of August 2021 to really set us up for the trends that we want to see continuing into the future. And finally, I would say the last theme is the Olympics. Uh, Olympics 2032. I hope we've made good progress in the planning phase for these Olympics, which are now less than 10 years away. Um, there have certainly been some big announcements this year with the, uh, the organising committee for the Games, the OCOG forming, the key members of that team being appointed. Uh, planning and design work has certainly been progressing on key pieces of infrastructure, the key venues for the Olympics. Um, and we're also now seeing the legacy strategy for the 2032 Games kicking off with a survey calling for everyone in Queensland's hopes and dreams for beyond 2032. If you haven't seen that survey, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so that everyone can participate, everyone can share their hopes and dreams for 2042. Um, and yeah, I think Olympics, we, that's uh, going to be on the top five for the next 10 years and beyond, I hope. So that's it. That's my recap for the year. There is no doubt that it's been a big year for planning in Queensland. I also think one of the most significant announcements over the past week or so um, is that Queensland will have a new state planner in 2023. Tess Pickering will start early next year. Tess is coming back to Queensland after spending a number of years working in Victoria within the Victorian Planning Authority. Uh, and prior to moving to Victoria, she was a director in the planning department. She was also um, a ministerial advisor here in Queensland for, for the planning minister. So she has considerable understanding of our, our local issues and our, and our opportunities. But I think she'll also bring progressive thinking from her time spent in Victoria. So I really think it's a great thing for Queensland and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and now I just want to finish off this episode by saying a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned into the podcast over the last 12 months and indeed over the last two seasons. And a massive, massive heartfelt thanks to all of my guests this year and last. I've had over 35 guests in total. I'm still blown away each time I invite someone to come on the podcast and they accept my invitation and they're happy to give up their time, their expertise, their knowledge for the benefit of everyone who listens in, I, I really, really appreciate it. This podcast just would not be possible without each of my guests. So thank you. And I do hope to be back for season three next year. I have some ideas, but I'll start planning all of that in the new year. Um, I just hope everyone has a great break over Christmas and into the new year. I have a feeling we will need to come back refreshed into 2023 to a big year ahead. Let's hope the new year doesn't start off with bushfires or floods as we've seen in the past few years. 
Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a great year tackling challenges and, uh, and really propelling us into this, uh, this next exciting decade. So that's all from this episode. Thanks again for listening to the podcast each week. I'll catch you next time. Bye for now.